welcome to episode four of Game My Mom Found podcast. We are coming to you on Sunday, February 3rd. My name is Mike Elberton. Who's with me today? I'm DJ Copeland. Stefan JD. And Sir Hughes. And before we get started, I just want to do a quick throw out to another podcast that's currently only on YouTube called Trash Talk with Austin and Travis. They drink while talking movies and games. You get a chance, feel free to take a listen. And now we're going to dive into our game this week. And DJ, if you want to take it from here for me. Yes, absolutely. So our game this week is Golden Sun for the Game Boy Advance. This was the one I picked. Uh, So the story behind me picking this game, it's got a couple angles to it. First of all, I wanted to play something on the Game Boy Advance because it's actually this is actually sort of a partial inspiration for the name of our podcast uh, is I was at my uh, mom's house for Thanksgiving uh, this past winter. And she found my old Game Boy Advance SP, like from when I was ten, and it still worked. <laughs> oh wow! And I was like, "That's impressive." And we we had already made plans to like do the podcast, so I was like, "Oh, I got to play something on this." So I thought immediately of Golden Sun, which you know I've been hearing about a lot, especially recently with all the Smash Brothers talk and people whining about how he's not in, how Isaac's not in, and all that stuff. Uh, and I realized, yeah, you know what? That's pretty much considered to be the gold standard of RPGs on the Game Boy Advance. I love the Game Boy Advance. I have like 50 games on it. It's one of my favorite consoles from from when I was growing up. And I never played it. I saw some people play it when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, what's that? Uh, and I never played it. And I was like, well, people are talking about the series again. And they really want to see it come back. And I'm like all right, what makes this game so great? Like, what makes what sets this apart? What really makes this a game that deserves to come back? So I uh, I decided I, I would find out, and uh, so I forced all of you to play it. Yes, you did. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and that took us all about two weeks. I apologize for that. Uh, it was worth it. it. Yeah. Well, that's good to hear. Uh, I think so, too, actually. But yeah, at, at, at the very least, because now I know what this game is actually about. It's a good game. We're going to get into that. But like, I don't know where I was going. <laughs> I can take it from here. Does anyone have any yeah. other memories? I have a memory of this game. Anybody, does Stefan or Stuart, you guys have any memories of this game before? Any knowledge of it before we decided to pick it? I, I just remember thinking it was a Final Fantasy knockoff <laughs> when I first saw it. it that, that's pretty much <laughs> it. Yeah, I, had, that. I literally never heard of it. Okay, I actually had played this, I want to say back in 03 or 04, I played through it, because I just got a, I got a DS, or maybe it was 05 or 06, I don't remember, whenever the DS came out, I got one near launch from a friend, and I played, I, I picked this up, and I was like, when he first said, I'm like, okay, I had no, I remember nothing about this game, all I remember was the battle system, and that was it, I forgot everything else, I was a little, a little unsure about it, but I was like, okay, but I, I really liked it, I, yeah, I, I was, it was, it was, it was nice to, Bring back those old memories too. It's okay. Well, I mean, one thing like one thing was like the, the gameplay. Like that's one thing that really grabbed me with yeah. this game. Like you had like this the psi energy. Like I had a very oh, small yeah. memory of the psi energy, and I remember like okay, you can move stuff, and oh, I did not. Like my memory did not pay me justice when it came oh, to how yeah. much stuff you can do in this the game. The synergy, the synergy is amazing. Like the two things about this game that really set it apart, that really make it worth playing, are the synergy and the gin. Like well, those two things. Are what say, make this game. What, what about the faces? The faces. <laughs> what stuck out to me more than anything was the um. Actually, I really like the like little JRPG style faces in the middle of the conversation when you know that somebody's important. I really like that. 
That's kind of like, uh, why don't I like, make... oh, he's a character. On <laughs> a game we're playing in the future, you notice that some people are very important because all of a sudden they have voice dialogue, whereas nobody else yes. does. Yeah. But, um, yeah, when they have the character portrait, that's when you know. Yeah. This person will be important, important later. <laughs> I was um, thinking of little emoticons above their faces when you have a little smiley face or like the. Those right. are also great. <laughs> yeah, I really like that. Up. It was like something from this game was kind of like a mix of like every Nintendo game and like a J and like Final Fantasy. Well, like, that that's more the than thing, uh, it's the other side of the coin of like Kingdom Hearts, where Kingdom Hearts is like, hey, what if we took like Disney mm-hmm. and Final Fantasy and we just made it all weird and like yeah. super complicated? This was, hey, what if we took like the fun puzzles and kind of like emoticons from Nintendo games of like pokemon being dazzled or something and put it in a jrpg it made it like a little bit more I don't know, a little more like i don't want to say kitty but like cartoonish i guess a little bit more cartoonish um i would I, I would use the word like accessible like this is a very in some ways it's not because time has passed and it took me a little while to get used to the ui and everything but it's and the graphics it's <laughs> the, the aesthetic and the tone are very accessible they're they're not challenging in the way jrpg series can be tone wise like final fantasy with all the angst and the convoluted plots and the melodrama it's there's none of that here i like Uh, metal gear so i love it (laughs) yeah i'm a metal Um, gear fan so the melodrama is my bread and butter (laughs) scenes that are way too melodramatic and like just super intense when they shouldn't be i love that but this game kind of does the opposite of like everything's kind of fun and like friendly. Um, everything everything is very middle of the road. It's very it doesn't go too far to one side or the other. I think it's this game actually felt kind of vanilla to me. And I know not everyone here thinks that, but it it feels it feels a little bland sometimes. But compared to like other games that were out at the time, it's very like it's again I don't want to say like childish but compared to like some other games at the time they were very dark it's, and it's like, not trying yeah it's not this trying to just, do that yeah which i appreciate i always appreciate that in a jrpg yeah. when it's not trying to be dark or it's cool. a nintendo published game you can feel that like yeah. nintendo oh, yeah. publishing it of, well the yeah, other yeah. thing though is um right, it's colorful nothing's it, this is what <laughs> i'm gonna say because in some other ways i think this is a very un-nintendo game yeah, it's uh, a very dark. It was the weird thing is like it's almost disjointed. Of it is like a very intense story, but it's not played super intense. It's not. not it's you not. It's feel, only it, you, you only realize sort of you all only story. realize sort of how how dark the story like and how like meaty the story actually is after you take a step back from the way it's actually presented in the game. We should do uh, we mention we should mention the basic story of the game as yeah. well. Um, well. Yeah, I'll let DJ do that. I I, I want to <laughs> well, I want to come back to the basic like Nintendo ness. How you said this is you know a very Nintendo game, uh, because in terms of in terms of mechanics, it's really not. It's about aside from the synergy and the gen, it's really as straight ahead basic a JRPGs you can get. And I yeah, like. I would that disagree about- with that because there's a lot of the game is like it felt like a very early like Zelda at times of. The world yeah, exploring yeah, the, and very... like the puzzle solving. Like I love the the puzzle True. solving was great. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed that too. Seeing stuff like, like that. 
Yeah. Well, it definitely yeah. has like that same top down like aesthetic as Link to the Past and like kind of how like things yeah. Would yeah. play out. The There's definitely some inspiration there, which I definitely seem like you'd see like a, a beam and you're like, okay, I know that I'm going to I know that I'm going to get something. I'm going to get a power that will allow me to control this because I can't do it right now. But it's very it's like the Scooby Doo effect of I know this is something in the world that can be interacted with. I just don't know how to do right. it. Yet. Right. Right. You don't have the tools yet to do it. Yeah. But so, I meant more in the sense that Nintendo likes gimmicks, and I don't mean that in like a derogatory way. They really like they do a <laughs> central gameplay idea that's unique that can't mm-hmm. really. They like games that can't be categorized into genres. You know, they yeah. like to find a central idea that's new that hasn't been done before. And Golden Sun is very much. It's derivative both from Nintendo's games and from JRPGs as a whole. Like, it doesn't really come up with anything of its own, which is fine. It actually remixes things into, a, into something that's, well. that's, that's, that feels new. Yeah. It feels different. Uh, but that's kind of part of the reason I don't think it's coming back anytime soon, because oh. Nintendo has sort of moved away from more sort of conventional games like that. Well, they did do a. There were three games to one, one right after another, and then Dark Dawn came out what yeah, ten years ago. For, yeah, ten years ago, almost exactly now. But one thing we right. hadn't, we should mention real quick: this game was made by Camelot Software and came out yeah. in two thousand one. And this game is only re-released again in twenty fourteen on the Wii U Virtual Console. They never re-released it again otherwise. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. So and yeah, again, I've seen people like mm-hmm. I saw like the only thing I knew about the game was like the little bit of buzz I heard regarding the like the Isaac player trophy in one of the Smash Brothers. I just saw like articles yeah. saying like, oh, is Golden Sun coming back? And I was like, I don't know what Golden Sun is. Like, no, <laughs> now you do. definitely not. Well, now I do. Uh, <laughs> now I do, and now I'm on their yeah, side. Yeah, on top of everything else, this game did not sell a whole lot. Like, none have... of them really did. But here's the other... You brought up Camelot, which is another interesting thing. Before we go into the basic story of the game, which I'll do in a second... <laughs> Before we do that, let's go into a little bit of the story of Camelot, because they actually used to be, I did not know this before, and it makes a lot of sense, they used to be a Sega studio. Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah back in the 90s. They Shining Force games. They, they were the oh, guys yeah. who made Shining Force. Okay. And that, we need to cover yeah, that, franchise, yeah. that franchise obviously stayed with Sega, but these were the guys who, who invented it, who, like, made it. So... In that sense, Golden Sun makes a lot of sense as a game coming from that studio mm-hmm. because you can see a lot of the same DNA there. And that almost made me appreciate it more. Like It's like, yeah. oh yeah, these guys had a pedigree already, and this is them like showing what they can do on a Nintendo system now. And they, they really, in a lot of ways, they hit it out of the park. So let's, uh, let's do the basic story setup. So you play as Isaac... There's a young boy who is an adept, which is what they call people in this world who have synergy powers. Basically, people who can do magic. I just want to sing the America song. Vale is a village full of adepts who are guarding a mystical volcano called Mount Aleph, which guards a terrible secret. And they're tasked with keeping it safe. And there is... A horrible calamity. There's a big storm. There are boulders falling all over the place. And Isaac is... Okay, here's one thing I didn't realize <laughs> from the actual game. His parents died in the storm. Did his you know this? His dad died. Yeah, his, da- yeah, his dad yeah, died. His mother his was dad, With right. the least JRPG name ever. 
Kyle. I I didn't I <laughs> I didn't even realize that was his dad. Like, yeah, it, I thought it was like his older brother or something. Yeah, because it just throws you right in the mix and you don't get yeah, any like context. Yeah, that's that's an issue I had with this game is that it doesn't really uh, emphasize its characters nearly enough. Mm-hmm. Stuff just sort of, sort of happens with them and then just sort of moves on. And if you missed it, you missed it. Like they don't really yeah. hit any beats really super hard, so it's it's, it's easy to weird just because it's like the writing is such that would like the writing is is it exists like it would in like a modern game where graphics are really good or you know yeah. modern where you, at least where, where you can see which like how old every character is you can see like resemblances and you get okay, this character looks like this character, so obviously they're, like, and, related. And also also cast. where a lot of the slack would be picked up by actual acting on the character models. Yeah. Like, and voice acting. <laughs> so, like, you um, come you across Garrett see, immediately. You could actually get scenes. Yeah, yeah. You, you... They do a good job getting across who Garrett is. I did not um, get uh, who Garrett was. I thought Garrett was, like... I didn't realize that Garrett oh. was, like, the same age as Isaac. I thought he was, like, some 40-year-old guy in town. I didn't know it was, like, another kid. Okay. <laughs> I didn't yeah. have that problem. <laughs> yeah, in terms of characters, stuff is not super clear yeah. with this. <laughs> the writing would not have to change for at least for the main characters if the game was like modernized. That could if stay the game exactly was modernized. The if the game was modernized, the rest of the game would be able to pick up the slack and yeah. convey everything a lot better. Um, but they're not. The writing does not sort of rise to the challenge of oh, we only have 16-bit graphics and the sprites are like the size of my fingernail. Yeah, you know. It doesn't um, tell you anything. Yeah. Which in a game like this is almost uh it's almost a fault of like I can't pick up who this character is based on how they look because it is a sprite. So I'm gonna need a little Right, more. but it, it, the thing is there are games I've played games, if anyone here has played Dragon Quest four, I have that game is phenomenal at establishing character, particularly the characters of your the characters you're playing the player characters who are all silent while you're playing them okay. and it's a very it establishes thing. it establishes oh, yeah. their character somehow you know exactly who each one of these people are mm-hmm. with like with these tiny sprites i played the remake which is still snes level graphics right uh so it's still not that that much of a leap Mm-hmm. Uh, they're good they're decent graphics though on and the they use soundtrack yeah. and they use content like the context of of the other characters and locations and somehow they are able to convey exactly in very specific detail exactly who each of these party members are uh in a way that golden sun just doesn't seem able to do mm-hmm. um get it like throughout the game like way like like as you get throughout the game you start to kind of pick up who the characters are which i i don't hate i don't think it worked exceedingly well in golden sun you get a little bit i i see i think they there's not a ton of like development up until the very end which we'll get to is actually (laughs) the more you think about it is actually more and more interesting uh but the i will say the ending is the most interesting part of this game uh, story-wise I didn't really, I mean, because most of the game, there's not a whole lot of story, just you and your four, I mean, as you yeah, get the character, most, you're just trying to game, chase. Yeah, most of the game is, and again, the game, it sounds like, oh, you know, because because usually when you say, oh, there's, there's not really a lot of story to this JRPG, usually that means, usually when I hear that, 
I would think, oh, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna want to keep playing then, because mm-hmm. that's what sort of makes you keep going through a JRPG. And not though the story in this yeah, game sorry. is kind of weak, I never felt well, that. I never part felt of the reason that way. I think is because yeah. it's it's a story that's not finished spoilers for everybody that's true yeah it's, it's actually broken <laughs> up a little bit yeah. so like well that's this game... the other thing is yeah golden sun is part one of two yeah right uh, it is it is a golden sun and its immediate sequel golden sun the lost age are actually just one game that was split in half mm-hmm. like uh the lost age came out only eight or ten months no Wasn't not it? two years it's ten months oh. came out ten months after the first one like it okay. it's it was made using exactly the same engine, all the same tools. Like you can tell, they just made one game and split it up. And I, I actually, so I started Lost Age, and Lost Age does, like <laughs> you can tell they, having started Lost Age, there are things that Golden Sun did that Lost Age definitely improved in the short time they had to like essentially make a, in the short time they had between games, they went back and they improved what the first game didn't do great. Like it played a little bit better, it moved a little faster. There is one glaring downside to the Lost Age, which is you start the game with Kraden. And what the? just to say in Golden Sun, apparently Kraden is in all three games, and Kraden is the fucking worst. Kraden is like <laughs> the he's like the dictionary character, like the encyclopedia character, but there's yeah. no way for it like to get him. So this is an RPG, but he's like Gandalf as if Gandalf yeah. was useless. This is like the ba- like most basic form of RPG, which you're literally given yes or no options, and yes or no, it doesn't matter what you say, yeah. the character will give you the same information. Yeah, and they're like, There's oh, did I tell you about that? that to- like, didn't I tell you about what alchemy is? And you could be like, yes, or you could be no, and they're like, okay, well, let me go on this huge explanation. You're like, okay, and then you're like, uh, yes, you did tell me what alchemy was, and then your second partner Garrett is like, oh, but I don't know. It's like, well, goddamn it, why did I have an option there? Oh. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. Even back, I I looked up uh, some reviews on this game, and even back then, even in two thousand one, when this game came out, that mm. was a, that was a consistent complaint. Yeah, from like all the reviews, it's a common problem in a lot of JRPGs. This I love, one, I love this JRPGs, one leans but into it especially hard. This one's this pretty one, bad. Yeah. Of like, I just want to get through this cutscene. I yeah. just, I'm so done with this conversation. As soon as Kraden appears yeah. on screen, you're like, God. Damn it, this is going to be a, a yep. 20 minute affair. That's another thing people said about the game in general that I happen to agree with at times is that this game is very wordy. Yeah. Like there are cutscenes that take multiple minutes that could have taken 30 seconds. The funny thing I about that it is. It took me about like two hours just to get out of the beginning oh, it's, of yeah. the game. Like There's I couldn't even get so past much. the first part. Like it's funny because this is one of those games where I genuinely enjoyed playing this. Like the puzzles are fun, oh, yeah. the combat is great. So it's one of those games where you're sitting there, like I've just got to get through this long conversation and I can get back to having fun. Oh yeah, it holds oh, you yeah. hostage. Of like I don't want kind of I don't want to yeah. talk to you, Creighton, but I have to to get. I just have to get through this conversation so yep. that I can get back to solving puzzles and playing with my little gin. But so that's what's fun. The gin yeah. were awesome. But one thing I want to say before great. we. Jump into the gym. Did anybody have a favorite character? I know uh, Stefan's favorite character. <laughs> you do? Yeah, Leon or Claire, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn. Can I just say real quick, damn this game, because I, yeah. every single time I've started, uh, I, I get home, I start my computer, and Resident Evil 2 is just staring at me. And I'm oh, like, yeah. Uh, I, was I, like, gotta, I gotta play Golden Sun. I gotta play Golden Sun. 
I kept texting Stefan. I'm like, hey, how's Golden Sun yet? Oh, I haven't, I haven't turned it yet. <laughs> I'll start. And he kept playing RE2, and I'm like, and I, I see you beat RE2. I'm like, so how's Golden Sun? I'm still playing. That's why I've been waiting to make that joke. <laughs> well, on. I was oh, glad that Stefan oh, was okay. dealing with it because I was like, <laughs> I as long it. as Stefan's dealing with Resident Evil 2, I can, I can try to be like a good son. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Yeah. Well, oh my god. Well, hold on. Wait a second. The main character, what's his name? Isaac. <laughs> okay. I, I named him Jerk. So nice. every time I did something for somebody, they would be like, thanks, Jerk. Uh, in Lost Age, you get to name Isaac and Felix. And Felix. So it's yeah. a nice little crossover. Which, where... By the way, we, we totally went on a tangent from the story uh, thing. That's true. The, yeah. the, whole, okay. the whole... Okay, so the setup of the story is... Um, a bunch of people from the village die in this this storm, one of whom, it seems, is Felix, one of the other boys in the village, who is the sister to Jenna, who was in the party early in the game. Um, and he gets washed down a river and is never family. seen again. Ooh. Yeah, his entire uh, family is... Well, not her entire family, because her grandparents are yeah. still in the village. It's her mother, father, and brother get wiped oh, out. Oh, her grandparents sister. survived? I never yeah. talked. I just left the town. I got the hell out of there as soon as I could. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah. Like you can find them and they're just like, oh, take care of Jenna. And then you're like, you come back to the town later and they're like, how's Jenna doing? Haven't heard from her. And you're like, ooh, got to get out of here. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so, so it cuts to three years later. Uh, and Creighton takes. Yes. Creighton takes Isaac Garrett and Jenna to Mount Aleph, because he wants to find the elemental stars, which are four magical stones that will unlock the power of alchemy. And they get there, and then, <laughs> oh no, all of a sudden, they're, they're, in this, they're in this big cavern, and there are the ele elemental stars. And then all of a sudden, these two, I'm going to call them Jesse and James. Their names yeah, are Sadaros and Minardi. Close enough. They're, 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 they're the villains. Uh, but I, they're, basically, they're basically Team Rocket. <laughs> Um, They're team rocking they, with, with David Bowie face paint. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and they show up, steal them, and it is at that point that you, uh, that there is a third figure who appears with them and who removes his mask, and you find out, oh my gosh, OMG, it's Felix. We didn't yeah. see this coming at all. Uh, and they... I did. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they take... Three of the elemental stars. The only one you have, uh, you're the only one you're able to hold on to is the Mars star, which is yes. the fire stone. Which and because you're not a fire adept, they're able, no. they're able to capture Jenna and Creighton and then escape. Yeah. And there's also uh, Alex also shows up at the same time with him. He's like a third antagonist that teleports, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about him. He, he is. is. He showed up at the end, and I'm like, where did this guy come from? And I didn't even realize we had seen him before. Yeah, he, uh, so starting with Lost Age, he's, like, a much bigger part in that. Yes. And in this game, he's, like, I, I, barely I also there. started that from, I also started from the beginning of that. I also started the very beginning of, of the Lost Age. So, so I, I've seen a little, little bit more of him. And he has, I think, more personality than any other character that I've seen from this series so far. Um, because uh, you get, you... From the way his dialogue is written, you get a very clear picture of who he is. Um, anyway. <laughs> I think so, that's 
So basically, <laughs> the story are coming. Final Fantasy One remixed again. Essentially, yeah. you you yeah. go back to the village, and the elders tell you, "Oh no, they've got the elemental stars." Well, that's actually a really bad thing because if they take those elemental stars and they light the four elemental lighthouses, uh, it will bring back the power of alchemy, which Is will bring that? about catastrophe. I guess. Yeah, um, it's like the fake. And it's oh, very yeah. it's very much played as and that will be bad quote unquote and like at no point does any character go like well but like why and they're like oh well, it's bad yeah. it's like but why well, is that bad and that's what makes the conflict interesting because eventually it like Felix becomes convinced that it's actually good yeah and it has to happen so you have Isaac and Felix in direct conflict with each other. Yeah. For their two scenes. And at that point in the game, Jenna right. and well, Kraden are kidnapped that, and yeah, they are stuff, taken away. So That stuff does not come in really again until the end of the game. Until like, then, you are on a standard JRPG world, you know, globe-trotting quest, yeah. going from town to town, helping people with their problems. You know, this is this is something I really like. I think this is what really helps the structure of this game and helps you want to keep playing, is every time you get to a new town... Something has gone wrong in that. Yeah, town. it's oh, a yeah. very JRPG. Yeah, well, very uh, old school. Yeah, yeah. and it's usually well, the problem of like, oh, like it's we have this problem in our town, and then somebody else in town will usually the innkeeper will say like, oh, that was a weird group of like five travelers that just came through, and it's obviously <laughs> like it's obviously Felix and Saturus and Minari yeah. who are magical creatures, but yeah. despite the fact that they're magical creatures, maybe it's never really explained what they are in this game. Yeah. Yep. Despite yeah, the fact that they're overpowered magical creatures, they still get everywhere they're, by they're walking. Basically, they're essentially they're basically Snoke from Black. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, kind of. You find um, a great example of like one of those things that happens to the town is like one town everybody turns into trees. Yeah, that's creepy. <laughs> yeah, that's really yep. creepy. Uh, that, Tobin. Yeah, to yeah, Toby. Toby. Because yes. no, no, to... that's not Toby. Toby's later. Um, it's it's, uh, it's I wrote it down. It's Bilibin and it's two towns. It's yeah, it's Bilibin, isn't it? Tolby? No, it Tolby, Bilibin's Tolby, Tolby, you go to Tolby just... is much later. Tolby yeah. is Colosso. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I got a lot to say about oh, Colosso later. But, but... Colosso, like, is so how much you're introduced fun. to that is great. Of like, you go to a town, you go to Bilibin, and just the gate guard has been turned into a tree, and you're like, right. so everyone's like, oh, the gate guy, gate guard got turned into a tree. This is like really weird. Um, I feel so bad for the guy, and then like. You find out that it's the result of this evil forest, and like you yep. get this very, really great uh, story from talking to the like. It it does like the um, like Oblivion Skyrim thing of there's a problem in town, and talking to all the NPCs, they all have different opinions on it. It's that very RPG yep. thing of like you're gonna get a hundred different opinions on whether or not this is good or bad, and right. you get the, like you find out that it's the. Uh, the guy who rules the town like went down and cut a bunch of trees in this magical forest to build a mansion for his wife, despite already having a castle. Um, a yeah, it's very fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. But the creepy it. thing about that is it's just the gate guard who's been turned into the tree. And they tell you, oh, there's right. another town on the way of the forest. And if you stop in that town, everybody is turned into a tree. You can't. Yeah. Can't interact with anything yeah well that see that's uh, that's what i think sets these scenarios apart from other jrpgs is because like more often than not you can't use that town as a town until you've solved that problem you know what i mean yeah like, yeah. like you can use the you can usually use like the 
I want to say the end because you can't use the end sometimes, no, but like you can usually use like oh the potion shop. The potion shop will usually be open, but then uh, like the weapon shop will be closed, the armor yeah. shop will be closed, the end might not be accepting. By the like, way, oh. another great thing about this game, you can save anytime. I love it's that. Yeah. Very, nice. <laughs> very <laughs> portable <laughs> friendly, which makes I sense. Can save anytime anyway. What are you talking and, about? And and talking weird. about the save feature, there's this game also had uh, game linking, so you could battle with your friends. But it did something that I didn't know really yeah. existed in 2001 mm-hmm. of if you finish golden sun you can get a code or you can link to another game boy and you can transfer your save file yeah. for yeah, essentially new game like not new game plus i'm not sure what it's called well, game no you can you can get basically you can get all of your essentially like it kind of spoils the fact that you're gonna Okay, well, this that's actually getting into spoilers for that's The Lost Age. We can talk about spoilers. This game came out so, 20 years ago almost. But still, uh, Lost Age will be another Well, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that later. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, this... By the way, that I, I had to do with the password method. Here's what I really wanted to say. Oh, God. The I had to do the password <laughs> method. Guys, guys, this took me maybe 20 minutes. I believe it's it because like, I wanted to try it and I gave up because it's it's, it's literally six pages of code. It's ten characters per line, five lines per page, six pages. Full pages. That's ridiculous. If yeah, I if if this were back in two thousand one and I didn't have a camera phone, I just wouldn't have been able to do it. I had to write it down and I wrote down the first page and I was like, all right, got that. Wait, hold on a second. And I was I clicked like, the right button and I was like, oh my god, there's five more pages. Fuck that. I'm just gonna start a new game. And the only the only alternative, the only alternative is for you to have two Game Boy Advances yeah. and a link cable. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody has that. God damn it. Uh, anybody have a character they hated? Because I hated uh, uh God okay. Ivan. I'm talking about when the playable. I think Ivan, right? The little I kid. I loved Ivan because Ivan is he like died. Ivan's such a great little dork. I think He's Ivan might have been my favorite character because Ivan is essentially. I don't know if anybody else is anybody else watches Baruto, but he's essentially Mitsuki from Baruto, where he just loves yeah. the main character. Like, like he just loves him for no reason other than you kind of helped him a little bit, and he's yeah. just like he's just yeah. totally in love with you. Of like, like Garrett will be like. So the, the, we should say the four main characters are Isaac Garrett. Uh, Ivan and Mia. Yeah. Mia was awesome. Mia was I, great. I, I don't know Mia why. had like a she perfect awesome. little story and like why like she had she had motivation. Like her and I guess everybody had motivation, but you had to dig for it. But hers was very obvious. Hers was very right up, like very upfront. Was, it, <laughs> was like, that guy her brother? Uh, Alex is her brother. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. 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 Real that's small. how they get into the. That's how you get into the Venus Lighthouse. Is. She like you follow her there, and she's like, "It's been open, but the only other person that can use water magic is ellipses." And you're like, "Okay, well, it's it's Alex because he's the only other person in this game who has bright blue hair." <laughs> so <laughs> the, yeah. you're picking up all these intricacies that I just completely missed. It's just like very. I play a lot of JRPGs, so you pick up the tropes after a while of like someone will be like, like one of my favorites is um, I'm not going to spoil anything, but there's a bunch of characters whose lives are all like intertwined in Tales of Berseria. And he, like it's very obvious early on who is kind of related to who because they all use the same powers and like the same weapons and kind of have the same personalities. <laughs> and they're like they'll say things like, "Oh, you remind me of my hmm." <laughs> you're like, "Okay, I get it." Like you're talking about this character that's obviously related to you. 
it's a very it's a very JRPG trope of characters trailing off into the distance while talking about other antagonists in the game. <laughs> you're like, okay, you're related. Hey, uh, did anyone have a favorite uh, favorite summons? Oh, uh, it's oh, yeah. Judgment, right? Everyone's favorite sum- summon is Judgment, right? That's like, got to be the only one. I like that- Thor because it was unapologetically Thor. <laughs> it was just <laughs> it was just Thor coming down and shocking people with a hammer. Judge- judgment, judgment is just Judgment the guy with so a shield, badass. right? Yeah, judgment yeah. is yeah, Judgment yeah, is favorite. the giant knight, like knight with the horned helmet and the fucking awesome. sword and the the lion arm cannon, the oh, lion awesome. head arm cannon. So we should explain this game does like a it's got like a weird mechanic of you get Jin, which are Pokemon. kind oh, of like God, Pokemon, have, yeah, have that have one have specific ability. And the the whole game's like um, battle mechanic okay. is really interesting. Of you can do right. you can do a basic attack with a weapon. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we go any further, I just want to say Judgment is my favorite, but <laughs> very close runner-up is Boreas the whale. Yeah. Because no, 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 I never no. Saw that. no. Boreas isn't the Boreas isn't the whale. He's um, the oh yeah the, yeah, yeah because Boreas is literally an ice shaving machine. I don't. I gotta look this. <laughs> There's up a now. giant. Literally, it's like a giant, like, robot-looking thing, and then yeah. a giant boulder of ice falls into its back, and then a lever starts going around, and it starts spraying snow out the front. It's, I would it's say Boreas was my favorite. Yeah. He he beats Judgment just barely. No, uh, Judgment is just, for sheer badass, gotta go with Judgment. Judgment so... was my favorite. It would say that, yeah, in the game, so you can you, you can use your weapon, you can use psi energy, which is basically magic of, like, it's 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 magic in the sense of, like, Avatar the Last Airbender style magic of, you, yes. like, you can use earth abilities, yeah. or you can do water or fire or whatever, or you can heal, yeah. um, or oh you can God. use wind. So Sorry. you can do that, or you get <laughs> Jin, which are, like, Pokemon, and every Jin has a very specific ability tied to it. Like, one is, one of the first ones you get is, like, uh, the ability to cleave enemies with the power of stone and it's like a giant stone like axe kind of right. coming down on them so so the way gin work is actually kind of is really kind of intricate mm-hmm. and it has a lot of different ramifications so basically yeah. when you equip a gin that augments your stats it, uh, it increases all your stats and if you increase and if you equip four you get extra abilities as well right, right. well of the same if you equip four of your adept adept uh, class, you get more abilities. But the downside yep. to using Jin is they can take energy away from you, if I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, yeah you, you lose your more. you lose your stat boosts, and right. you can lose so those when you, extra attacks. when you bring them out in battle, it triggers that Jin's ability, but it also unequips them. But yeah. what it also does is it makes them available to pool for a summon, which are the big guys we were just talking about, like Boreas and Judgment in them. Like, like, Bor- a like limit limit break of yeah, like, so yeah. If, if you've used if you have unleashed four gin in battle, you can summon the biggest summons. There is there are one gin summons, two gin summons, three gin summons, and four gin summons. And the big guys that we were talking about are four gin summons. They do crazy amount of amounts of yeah. damage, uh, and also after you summon them they will boost your magic abilities in that element. Yeah. So this this is what kind of separates it from, like, regular RPGs or yeah. JRPGs. This like is where the game shines for sure. The combat yeah. is... This, this is... This is what I love about this. Like, this... 
to me is might be a perfect JRPG battle system because and we should mention that um, when you use the adepts after you summon them, you start getting them back and your stats start going up. But before right. you get into a battle, you can also set them to standby and have the summons ready. Yeah, have the summons right upon away. Getting into battle. Yeah, I never do I, that. There's so there's a idea. lot of different. That's the thing is that the gins open up. They open up so many options. Yeah, and they uh, allow yeah. you to you can switch the class of the gin to another character and you can switch yeah. their class and kind of mix and match. Yeah. So, like so by mixing really and matching like elements, by mixing and matching different elements of gin, you can unlock spells that you wouldn't otherwise have, mm -hmm. which actually you need to do for some, some, some of puzzles, some puzzles. It's, yeah. It's almost like, like you don't know you have spells that you have in your bag unless you mess around with the gin in your inventory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we should mention spell. at this point, did anybody have like a how how what was everybody's play styles? Because I'm sure that we were all played differently. Um, so I was experimenting with the gin for a while. I think by the end of the game, I just had everyone I had everyone with their element of gin because it just gave you all the best spells. Yeah. Uh, but uh I did a lot of experimenting. I toward the end of the game, I was just kind of done with it. So I just started mashing attack and battle, you know, which is yeah. sort of a that which is a trap that this game mostly stays out of just because it gives you so many options and you don't feel constrained from using them. Like because one the way very it smart... opens it up, you don't feel like yeah. overwhelmed by it. Because it gives it yeah. to you very it gives you very like, like very sequentially yeah. you'll get new abilities. Um but what's what's great is this game well, in part because you have to use your magic in the overworld and that still drains MP, your magic refills slowly over time yeah so right. mo mostly in j you know most of the time in jrpgs i never want to use my ma my magic right. before the boss of a dungeon mm -hmm. um same and that just leads to very sort of boring battles where you're just mashing yeah. attack all the time and that doesn't happen in golden sun because you are incentivized to use magic and yeah. you are also yeah. incentive you are also given the gin as an alternative right and like some so, of the gin even have the ability to like to um refill your magic bars too. So it's like yep, they do. There's yeah, there's, well, uh, there's one later one on. One in particular. Yeah. Um, I missed yeah. I missed a ton of the Pokemon in this game. I'm just yeah, gonna say that right now. <laughs> I missed a ton of the gin. Gotta collect them all, man. I was well, trying. You think, you think there were a lot in this game? from what I noticed in playing Lost Age 2, very early on you notice that there are cards in the game which are also equipable items that will change your class entirely. Like, okay, so you have it's cards even more. You still have no. You still have gin. Oh shit! You still have gin, except they add in a whole new feature on top of everything else, which is a card that, if you equip it, will change your class to a specific, like a very specific class that has these very specific abilities. Usually, of multiple different adept styles. And in Lost Age, you can find summons. You can find like summon recipes of. Like, oh, you need one fire and one water. See, uh, that's what I that's yeah. what I was like. I was like, man, why can't why aren't there like mix and match summons? Yeah. Lost Age does in this one. They're all one. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait to play but, Lost Age. But, it's really but going back <laughs> yeah. to, like, but going back to combat, I would say that uh, some of the magic I used was like high impact, which raises your attack. Uh, granite, oh, yeah, that's, that's a very you. useful spell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wish well, which restores you. Um, and Fish then flash and Zephyr. Fish well's great. Yeah. Like those, those. I think those are really your workhorse spells. Like yeah. those are your boss battle spells because Wishwell is yeah. 
Wish is 80 HP back to everybody in the party, which well is uh, 160. Yep. That's, that's like ultimately material. that's ultimately kind of why I was a little disappointed in the battle system by the end of the game because you pretty much need that spell because that's the only wish and wish well are the only two spells in the game that heal multiple people at once and you kind of need that for some of the later bosses yeah. and they're <laughs> only available to a character that has at least four water gen equipped yeah or and if you and if you have and if you equip even one Jin to Mia, that is who is basically the default healer. She has a ton of MP. She's she, she pretty she she falls right into the role perfectly. Uh, if, if you equip even one non-water Jin to her, she automatically loses those spells. But so that that can be a planning strategy in this game too. So yeah. you can yeah, get her a fire Jin, have her use a water and fire mix ability, and then. Ash, when she uses that gin, she loses that firepower and she gets her wish well ability back. Right. It's really like there's a lot of strategy. You in guys how play, you but also like also you get a huge, <laughs> you get a can be, huge right? stat bonus for mm-hmm. being uh being the classes that are all pure one element by yeah. the end. So there's really no reason not to be. Well, which... I say, I'll say I played around with the class switching a lot, and I noticed that you could. I did. You I, could I um, you could essentially make any character any kind of fighter, which was really interesting. I'm I one of my biggest like one of my biggest nah, I want to say criticism compliments to the like, game. One of my biggest like um, requirements for a game being good nowadays, especially, is that people can play it two different ways entirely and still get like maybe get to either not necessarily get two different experiences, but play the game two entirely different ways. Like Metal Gear is always a good example of like you can either do like really stealthy runs or you can do right really like run and gun runs resident evil is very much like that and this game had yes so many different ways to approach fighting yeah because you can you can you can play this like a regular jrpg you can totally ignore the gin you can put all of one element (laughs) i did it first i'm still cracking (laughs) yeah but oh the kraken makes you use the summons man yep that kraken i uh... I didn't use any summons until Kraken, because I was like, I'm, I want to keep the stat boost. I will not mm-hmm. use it. And then Kraken killed me, and I'm like, I had no choice yeah, but to yeah. use summons. There's, um, time. I had, I had two strategies of I, because uh, I had a lot of money in this game because I had Isaac as I had Mia as the main healer, and I had Isaac as a backup healer. And so right away I was yeah. like, oh, this is fantastic. I can completely remove any need for healing items. So I can just sell every healing item I found. Oh, let's talk about the inventory system. So oh. I, I think that drove all of us a little bit nuts. Oh. Well, let me say I ended oh, yeah. the game with 200,000 coins um, and <laughs> all the best armor and all the best weapons because I sold all the healing items. And so I just had this insane yeah. surplus of money. And so every new town I went to, I was like immediately going to the weapon shop and being like, show me your best gear. Give me the magic shit. That's OK. Yeah. Before we get into the inventory system, that was something I actually really liked. If you sell a weapon to the weapon shop, yeah, no other JRPG to my knowledge has ever done this. If you sell a weapon to the weapon shop, that weapon will show up in their inventory. You will mm-hmm. be able to buy it back. Yeah, yeah. That's usually, really nice. yeah, usually, cool if feature. you sell something, usually if you sell something by accident in a JRPG, it's gone forever. Well, the newer ones, not so much, but in 2001, that's really impressive. Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. Like, nowadays, that's in a lot of games, that's like. Standard, you're gonna have to buy it back for more money, but this is like right. that's quality of life that we didn't have then. That we yeah, have now. in 2001, yeah. this game does some very, very impressive things. 
Definitely. There's yeah. a couple dungeons I want to mention too. Okay. Like, um, let's see. I'm looking at the list of what came first. We got first. I want to mention. I like the two temples when you went to two kung fu temple looking things. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Well, that's another cool. thing about the game that's is cool. that every new area you go to has an entirely different like cultural feel. And I love yeah. that. Yeah. I love it when RPGs do that. This one does it pretty pretty dang well. Yeah. It's like there's a huge disparity between. Like, you'll notice it going to, like, town to town. You'll notice, like, oh, things are run a little bit differently or their economy's based on something else. And so, obviously, like, there's oh, yeah. more. There'll be, like, farms or something or there'll be, um, like, trees or masonry. You'll see more of, like, what their economy's based on and characters will talk about that. Thought went into that, which is really nice. Yeah. But then you'll go to, like, you'll go across a drawbridge to, like, a, the southern part of the continent and everything is kind of, uh, or, like, you go to, like, the, sorry, the west part of the continent and everything's, like, like Asian culturally, like everything's very like that. Buildings are very Oriental in design. Yeah, um, it's got all this like really great Asian culture mixed in, and just you get this like great feel that this is a huge continent with these wildly different kingdoms existing on it. Yeah, and one like one of my favorite towns is we we touched a little bit on it earlier, but I want to go more in depth about it. Like I when you get the Colossal, like they they tease it, they talk about oh, it when yeah. you're on the boat. Colossal is so good. That whole tournament, like this is one thing that I love about like JRPGs when you have like some random thing like hey let we're supposed to go save the world, who cares? Let's go have a tournament. The Chocobo races and and oh, Final Fantasy. I, I do yeah. I do love those sequences that. I love it when a game is able to do that really well when it throws in a sequence in the middle of the game that changes things up. Yeah. Well, that, this game like, also, um, yeah. if you talk to all the NPCs, which I, I went out of my way to like try to experience as much of this game's story as I could because I genuinely enjoyed just the, like, the way that some characters were set up. There are NPCs in the first town, I want to say in, in Vale, that are visiting Vale and are like, uh, we're leaving Vale and we're doing like a round trip and we're heading to Coloss the Colossal Festival. And you can find them along the way multiple times. They're not named NPCs. They're just, like, two merchants that you keep running into over and over again of, like, we're on our way to oh, Colossal. Yeah, those guys. Those I guys, didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Because I didn't talk to people. I just ran through most Oh, yeah, and you, are those, those are the same guys you're on the ship with, right? Yeah, they're on the ship yeah. with you, too, yeah. They're just, they're unnamed NPCs that are just kind of with you the entire journey. They're, like, wanderers. I didn't realize they were with you from the beginning. That's really cool. Yeah. They might not be in Vale. They might be in Bilbin, which is the second town. Not Bilbin. Um, oh, Bilbin. Vault. Vault. Is Vault. The yeah, they're with you. I think as soon as you get. I to think you're Vault. right. Vault. Because Vault yeah. is when you see the the caravan of merchants go to uh, towards Lumpa. Yeah. yeah. Which I do want to talk about too later. Yeah. Lumpa. Lumpa is also a really cool sequence. Yeah. That is again. I had this issue with Silent Hill. It is entirely missable. And if you it if it's your first time playing the game, you will miss it. Well, that's I. I would say it's not that? missable. It's it's optional, but it's very optional. Like you do not have to you, do. Well, no, you have to go out of your way. You have to discover a lot of really specific crap in order to even be able to go back. I think the only thing you need to do is have Ivan in your party, which I don't think you can. You can't progress you the game without Ivan. Um, you have to see them go to Lumpa and going through what town is Hammett from? Calais. Calais? They said Calais, yeah. yeah. So you go through Desert. Calais and like the people well, like at some point in the town they tell you like, oh, don't worry about Hammett, like you should go along your journey. And the character yeah. even says like but in order, we should go save in order to do that in order to do that quest, you have to wait until you're across the sea and you have to get a very specific item that it's never made totally clear, like Yeah, you can miss the item. Can, you can totally miss the item. Oh, you're talking about that orb? Yeah, the cloak yeah. ball. Okay. Cloak ball. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to like you have to go down into a. You have, you have to, to essentially go find like to an old unbidden. Kind of you have to go down a down a down a set of stairs unbidden at a very specific point in the in the story where you've been told to go in literally the opposite direction. So you're you talking to Bobby, to... and he like gives you your quest and then walks away, and you have you have to follow him, and you don't know to do that. You just if you follow yeah. him, you go down there yeah. and say like, "Hey, what's this thing?" And he's like, "Oh, it's a cloak ball. Do you want it? I guess I can let you borrow it." That's another major complaint I have with this game. It's very obtuse sometimes, like. I would say it's no more obtuse than the general RPG, though. Especially what it's no, based I think off at like that time. Like, there's that's a that's another thing that's in so many JRPGs. Of, no, there's this, like this, this insanely out- big side quest that you can easily miss if you don't know what you're doing. That's just that's like a hurt. yeah. That's but, that's uh, like a general complaint with you, this, JRPGs in general. This game came out the same year as Final Fantasy X, which wow is very good. <laughs> is very good at hiding you. Mm-hmm. It, it makes sure, like, I have to- tons of complaints about the Final Fantasy series in general. But, and, and people you're... rag on it for being linear, but I like that. I like that it makes very clear what your options are and what you need to do and what you can do if you want to. Like, it, like in this game, I didn't even know. I got lost on the world map so many times because I didn't know you got that full map view by pressing R. <laughs> I did not know that either. I, don't know so I never yeah. knew. I never knew where I was going ever. I found out at the end of the game when I hit the wrong button on my. Uh, I hit yeah. the wrong button and I was like, "What the hell? That's I have a map." I didn't know that and I, <laughs> either. And I played yeah, this game before. Well, the yeah. Well, you on... used a guide. Yeah. yeah it's did. also worth mentioning the map itself is like. It, the map itself is fairly linear. Like it has branches, but you are following a snaking path to your goal the entire you time. Are but there are points in the story where it just gives you no idea what the next step is. Yeah, you have to explore too. Well, and no, and exploring is a good thing. thing in this game too. Here's it's, the thing: like, there's this one part toward the beginning where uh, after you beat the tree boss, I think his name is Tret, um, and then you. You're like, okay, great, we beat you. Is it not? Is it not literally the Deku tree yeah. from Ocarina of Time? It basically is. Yeah. Well, you're it's like the same exact story. You're like, okay, we beat you. You're gonna turn the the trees back to people now, right? And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he tries and he can't do it. And he's like, oh, sorry, I couldn't do it. And then nothing else. There's but no, no you have other. To take the Hermes water back to him, and they you hint do. That, yeah, you do. The game, the game does tell not. You. Tell you that unless you know to use mind read on the other tree i i talked to every see i i felt this game gave me so many clues because i talked to everybody and i used mind read on everybody who ivan has a I, the jupiter adepts are basically like telekinetics they have like tele, telepathy and telepathic powers and they also use uh wind and electricity for some reason no no <laughs> but, no no, no. No, the Earth Adepts are telekinetics. Telekinetics is you can move stuff with your mind. Telepaths are you can read thoughts. Yeah, they're all tele. They're all telekinetic, I guess, when you think about it. But um, <laughs> hey, yeah, Earth so Avengers. yeah. The, anyway, the Jupiter Adepts can read minds, and they also have like abilities to reveal things on the map. They're very like, they're very like psychic. They're the most psychic of all the Adept classes, I guess I'd say. I went. I, yeah, every every character I talk to, I or every NPC in the the towns i talked to because i was like they are giving me you notice very early on or i noticed very early on like in vault where the characters are giving you information i mean the whole point of vault is you're trying to find the uh the rod that somebody stole and so the game teaches you to talk to every npc to get information that's very true and then you use mind read on everybody and they give you slightly different information 
um, which actually which actually will lead into my favorite character in the game that I'll talk about in a second. But uh, like the game teaches you to do that. And I guess when like when you leave, you can choose not to do that again. I continue doing that in every single town. And so I got dozens of hints of like things ranging from, um, oh, like this guy is like they say he's um, this strong guy, but he's actually afraid of fire. And they're like, oh, I can use fire against him. and It'll be really effective. Or yeah, like that was, that was actually how I got through most of the game is using mind read to get hints. So yeah. you are right about Oh, okay, yeah, I, I, I missed I missed a ton of that. Yeah, if I you read just find read on pretty much everybody, you will know exactly what to do in this game. It's very straightforward if you it's very straightforward if you use a specific ability, but the game does teach you really on to use that ability. Yeah, it does tell you should. Yeah. I and I would like to use this opportunity to talk about my favorite character in the game, Horny Lady, who you come across <laughs> a lady. What? Who is who is talking about? I think she's in the uh, mining town that's submerged, and oh. she's like, okay. she's like, uh, oh, I hate this. Everything's submerged. I want to go to Colosso, and if you use, uh, she's you you beat up all these like uh, water. You find out that they're monsters if you talk to Trent. Right. You find out that they were just like animals in the world, and that because oh, they, were, wild. they were they were uh, they were statues. Yeah, it's it's dark cloud essentially. Everything's been corrupted. Yeah. Everything was a normal <laughs> item or animal, but it's been corrupted. Um, and so you find this lady after you do the mind of like, oh, what horrid monsters! I always oppose violence, and I was like, I'm using mind reader on this lady because I bet this is going to be hilarious. So you use mind reader on her, and she's like, yeah, one two punch, kick their ass, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I shouldn't say that out loud, though. Uh, oh, I'm very weak and fey, and I don't want to talk about this. And, and, like, you run into her again later, where she's like, oh, I got roped into coming to this stupid Colossal Festival with a chef because he needs an assistant. And you read her mind, she's like, I can't wait to see all these jack dudes fighting. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> and you just run into her That's over funny. and over again. Every time you read her mind, she is getting, like, more and more hot and bothered about these sweaty jack oh, dudes. Oh, man. Okay. Great. Awesome. I missed I missed all the best stuff in this game. Holy crap. It's got a lot hidden. Well, it's like that's again, that's a very JRPG thing. If you gotta talk to everybody, you gotta like really, really fill out the town. Um, and by the way, that the is story. also a that does feel like a very Nintendo thing. Like in order to get the most out of it, you have to interact with it. Yeah. You're like the game want like as long as you put the time in, you're gonna yeah. get the enjoyment. Back. Well, here's here's my the reason I didn't mind read everybody is because of the way synergy is set up mm-hmm. is you have to go into a menu. Yeah. It's a little odd. It's a little, it's a little clunky yeah. and you can get around that by assigning, you can uh, assign only two. You I can think, assign, right? yep. you can assign one spell to each of the sh- shoulder buttons. Yeah. But I also like, it was a headache to like keep reassigning, like keep going into the menu and reassigning them. Yeah, it's so it's I just like sad. so I just stopped using Mind Read at a certain point unless I needed to. So I yeah. missed a lot of that stuff. Yeah, I, I never it. assigned it. I did it like just through the menu, and I just got really. I just I just memorized the buttons. I just knew if I clicked yeah. A A left. I, I knew if I clicked A A left left down A. That was Mind Read, and so you, I just you, so you that. just you just turned it into like a Konami code thing. Exactly, where it became right. second nature to Mind Read everybody. Yeah, no, I I just I just didn't bother after a certain I point. Care. I it's think like, this, um, this is a game that could really benefit from a modern remake because yeah. now it could literally it could just be a uh, 
it could be on the right stick. Like you click in the right stick. Yeah. You have a radial menu. You go, you move the stick to where it says mind read and boom, there you go. Yeah, it's a quick, uh, quick tip button or something. And oh, yeah. And that was the other thing is specifically use mind read. It was a lot more annoying because you can't press A to bring up the menu because then you'll just talk to the person. You have to press select to bring up the menu. And I was playing on the SP where it's kind of awkward to press the select button. Mm -hmm. It's like not in the most... It, it's not in the most convenient place. Yeah, this game for... I mean, I, I've heard Dark Dawn fixed a lot of issues that people had with the game, aside from Creighton still being in the game. Um, <laughs> but, like, what, what it, this game really needs in a modern remake is, like, yeah, the quick the quick assign buttons and then, like, like maybe a reconfigurable controller option of, like, I want to be able to change everything to, to fit my play style. And redone cutscenes. And, yeah, and it's just... Just get rid of the cutscenes. I just I fast forward. Well, redo them to be more interesting. Like do them like do them like modern cutscenes. I think just I just just kill (laughs) Craden. Just (laughs) just kill Craden, and the cutscenes won't be so bad. Because for the most part, in non Craden cutscenes, I'm I'm kind of amazed that you you hate him so much. I don't have a problem either. I I might hate Craden so much because I just I didn't like. I had to. Well, I should mention at this point, I had to redo the beginning of Golden Sun because I was playing on bad hardware. And so my game at first was like every time I used a psychic ability, my game would turn pink and the sound would glitch out. And I was like, is that supposed to be a feature in the game? Because it was only when I used psychic powers. I was like, is that supposed to be like, oh, they're not like good for me or something? I knew so little about the game at the very beginning. I was like, are they supposed to hurt me? Because everyone in town is talking about how we need to keep psi energy hidden and like the world can't know about it because it's dangerous. I was like, oh, maybe it's just how the game is. And so I would use like the move ability and everything would turn pink and I would have to leave the area and come back. And if I used it the second time, everything would turn like a bright, ugly green. And I was like, man, this game is just so broken and awful. I don't know what's going on. And then I switched hardware. Like suddenly the game worked perfectly fine. But I had to do the whole Kraden cutscene at the beginning over again. Mm, and so it just. OK, that's why. <laughs> this then, is why you're so mad. And then when you start Lost Age, you start with Kraden, and the game begins with a 30-minute Kraden monologue about everything that you just saw happen in the other game, which, granted, I guess if you played it... You can press start and skip it. Yeah, but then after you skip it, you wake up, uh, possibly spoilers for Lost Age at this point, I guess, but... I I forgot spoilers in the first place for the show. Yeah, you wake up on an island, uh, you play as Felix, one of the... uh, Jenna's brother and one of the, like, protagonists from yeah, the first that's, game. Yeah, that's the uh that's the big twist uh yeah. of the second game is that you're playing as the antagonists. Yeah. Which is a great that's a great that's a great part. central conceit. Yeah, of that's going really great. to see the other side of cuz you don't get the sense in the first game that Felix is a bad guy, you get the sense that yeah. he has different motives than you. And and toward the end of the game you're you're going, "Wait, why are we doing this?" It's I will say you know, like like why the is writing this isn't bad? great? For most of the, the writing isn't perfect for most of the game, but you get like the end, later. The end is when it really starts to come together. Yeah. Once you like yeah. start running into Felix and you start hearing about like stuff that they did, you're like, they're not evil. They're just they have a different goal than I do. Like, right. You, you get that sense. And then Lost Age is you play as Felix and you learn his goals and you learn like the the conflict between the two and why they are doing different things. Like that's one of the issues with the story. Like we were saying earlier that it is broken into two pieces. Yeah. 
I mean, that's because right. I wasn't that like I wasn't that interested in the story. I was just playing through the game, enjoying the enjoying the battle system, enjoying the puzzles and the world. And I didn't I could care less about the story. And I love story in RPGs. I was like, okay, let's just keep going. Let's just get to new place and see the like, new it thing. Pick up until you start until you get like all four members of your party, which is about a third to halfway through the game. That's when the story yeah. like really starts to kick in. Um, yeah, I mean, like the I, the beginning yeah. of the game has. A, like the beginning of the game is just like nothing but story of like here's your motivation here's what you're doing but then you just kind of wander around for a while and not a lot happens and part of the problem is that you're it's only two people in your party and in a jrpg that never really works great jrpgs kind of yeah. shine when you have like four or five people all you know yeah um, when when you have like, all of those roles filled when you have your your spellcaster and your tank and your buff guy and your healer like they all have their like yeah you know, different personalities of oh i think we should think about this problem and the guy's like no let's just fight and it's like that's oh, when charities oh, shine oh garrett <laughs> yeah um yeah garrett i did not like he i, I like ivan less because he just died all the time for me because he was never <laughs> Like to die. Nobody Garrett, ever died because a, I had two yeah. healers and everyone was healthy forever. I couldn't do yeah. that. I had to fight. I had to keep. Well, I wasn't using spells at first. At first, mm -hmm. I like I play every RPG. I hit. I just attack, attack, attack. So this game forced me to eventually yeah. come out of that mold and have to use spells a lot. What I want. Yeah, like really that's what I game, really like you, about it. Once you get like the really late game weapons, they're all almost better than the spells. So you can See, kind of like go back. Yeah, to I didn't do that. I didn't go to crossbone. <laughs> That's the cool thing about weapons in this game is there are regular weapons and then there are like enchanted magical weapons. I didn't yeah. get any of them but one because I didn't do the the side dungeon guy. If you guys are going to talk about that next crossbone aisle, I never I never went there. I didn't finish. Uh, well, it. I mean, I, uh, you can get them other places if you if you um. If you go to the artifacts section of any weapon store, that's where yeah. all the special weapons are. And it's and those thing. They also, those if you go to the artifacts section yeah. at the beginning when you get to the town, they might not have them. But when you finish the town, they're like, "Oh, a new stock just came in." Yeah, oh, I yeah. did not know that. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't that's, check that's artifacts. Pretty... <laughs> so we're uh, like, yeah. because yeah, the, the that's that's where you get all the really useful weapons because those those are the weapons that have a chance to trigger a special ability. Yeah, and it's and not like a crit. It's not like a critical hit exactly. Yeah, it's like yeah, you get a critical like hit, that. and then something extra will happen with it. Like you'll summon yeah. a small like, uh, like tidal wave that'll attack with there's, you. You'll, you'll steal. One, you'll steal health. There's this one end game sword, guy blade. Literally, yeah. That literally, oh, it's yeah. the coolest animation ever. It if it does that special hit, it just summons a giant sword, like a giant yeah. sword <laughs> yeah, that just really like. That plunges into the ground and kicks up boulders and the screen my, shakes uh, and it's I like oh that guy is super dead oh Stefan, so what were you gonna good. say about the artifacts oh i was just gonna say that was that's pretty much the reason why i grind the only reason i grinded in this game at all was just to get gold to buy those artifacts and since you brought up grinding i never i only grinded once after the final boss kicked my ass other than that this game doesn't really require you to it much. doesn't which yeah. is another thing yeah. i'm very grateful for it's nice. It's a it's a balance that most JRPGs don't. Here's here's have. another. At least well, the newer ones might have, okay. but the older ones definitely no, don't. They didn't. Not this here's, time. Here's my one big gripe with this game. I know I've complained about a couple of things, but this is the big one. Creighton. There's no. <laughs> there's no fast travel. Yeah. yeah. That, that, oh, fast travel. Battle. What the hell? Yeah. Pokemon had fast travel. I think Lost Age. I, I think Lost Age might have fast travel. Um, yeah. 
Like, or at least a kind of fast, faster and travel this, later game. This was a huge issue at the end of the game where you're going toward the final, the final dungeon. And you're like, all right, I want to, uh, at this point, I want to go back and do all the side content and get all the stuff I missed and find all the stuff I didn't find before. And in order to do that, you have to spend minutes on end just traveling through the overworld, getting into random encounters, like going through caves. There's this one desert at the end of the game. Oh God, a desert. <laughs> I had to keep going back and forth through to, to do all the side quests. Yeah. I just, and, it. and you have to, in order to get through this desert, you have to, uh, you have to kill these lizards that hide in tornadoes yeah, they're and causing they, storms blocking that, your path. That are that are directly in you, like you literally can't go around them, mm -hmm. and they respawn every single time you go through. And it is the most. That's the point of the game where I started just mashing attack. You know, I know something yeah, that might yeah. uh, that might upset you. If you give Mia, um, I think if you give her three different adepts, Dijin, and a fourth one of any style, she gets a uh, she gets a side energy that reduces encounters. Oh, I, no. I, I knew Maybe that. we should I talk. That, I still have to do the tornado. It reduces encounters, and if you get the feathers from the potion shops, I think it reduces encounters down to, like, almost zero. <laughs> you could travel through the game without look, winning I was, anything. Here's the thing. This game is pretty generous with the run option, mm -hmm. so yeah. I I didn't have a ton of problems there. It's, that, it's those fucking tornado lizards, because yeah, they're not I random. Yeah, there's a lot of... Um, this like the encounters are they can get a really annoying after a while, especially if you're if you're not trying to run into them or if you're like trying to avoid if, them specifically. If like if you're you... used if you are used to modern day games where they've mainly gotten rid of those, the the very beginning of this game is gonna be rough for you. Like because yeah. cause they the like random encounters are in <laughs> full effect. It's, it's like every yeah. five steps. <laughs> yeah, it's old school RPG. That's yeah. Paul, which I got yeah. used to. I totally got used to it, but it, it if you're not used to it, it might be a little bit rough. It like, and this was uh, something it doesn't work this, so well nowadays. It's like this. It's definitely well, more hold on, this was something people were complaining about in reviews in 2001. Mm -hmm. Like, it was already an issue back then. And think about how many other JRPGs came out in the years after that that still had random encounters. It's the uh, like, it's the same problem that <laughs> this is going to be the most niche reference. No one's going to get this. It's the same problem that Inuyasha, the secret of the cursed mask had, where you go run into right. an encounter. Every other every other step is an encounter. Hey, Stuart, you were right. Nobody got that. Yeah, no one got it. There's going to be one person out there that played uh, Inuyasha, secret of the cursed mask. Great, great game. But uh, I think I'm the only person on the planet that ever played it. So I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. We should put it on the list. It's really good. <laughs> I'd like to give a quick shout out to. Um... Matoy Sakuraba, he's the guy who did the composition, the composing for the music in this game. Oh, that oh was so okay. good! It is so really good. good. Okay, so amazing. Let's um, okay, the music uh, in this oh, game just, for the most part. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to add on his background that he, some of the things he's done before is uh, Eternal Sonata okay. and Dark Souls. Wow! Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Dark Souls. Oh. Uh, and he and he actually uh, recently did the music, I believe, for the new Mario Tennis game on Switch. Uh, <laughs> which, <did. laughs> I mean, it's fair. Like he definitely knows his shit. He like, he, this... he has a style, like you can tell. 
Yeah. Um, it's but I, I really love the music in this. I think I like this more than Final Fantasy music. For sure. I thought I felt like the music for the most part was functional. It wasn't bad. I didn't think most of it was all that amazing, except that battle theme, though. That mm-hmm. battle theme bangs. That battle theme might be my favorite RPG battle theme of all time. It It is the hypest. Like, I want to hear that battle theme. I'm so disappointed this hasn't happened. I want this battle theme. <laughs> you know that... You know that uh, it should be a theme in um. It should be a theme in like the new Smash Brothers. Since the trophy's in there, you should get yeah. this battle. Theme. Well, we got I mean, enough music it in might, that game. It might be in yeah. there actually. It was in Brawl. Anyway, um, you know that song. Uh, you know that song, Ghost Love Score by Nightwish. Uh, no, but continue. It's it's the one you you've definitely heard this part though. It's uh, it's like a they're like a rock group. They're like a metal group, but a lot of their songs have um arrangements for orchestra in them and okay. that the song i'm talking about is that one song that goes sure if you've ever <laughs> oh, man, you have to look up the song i'll listen now. to him after we're done but <laughs> all right but no that is that is how i want to hear this song played and i it's a crime that there's not a version of this song that has that is played by a full orchestra with a uh, a rock group. Well, it felt like it, like this music was designed to be played by an orchestra. It felt like yeah. Well, well, an orchestra accompanied by sick electric guitars. Yeah, because there are part there are part there are parts in that battle theme. Like the main tune could not be the main melody could not be played by anything but an electric like a sick electric guitar. It makes a lot those, of sense that this guy yeah. worked on Eternal Sonata. Those drums in the battle theme actually sound like. Pretty they close like, to real. They drums. sound like rock drums. Like there's this one yeah. part where there's a like there's a break in the music and then like a like a bup bup with the drums that like sounds it sounds like rock drums. Oh, he it does sound Ocean like music too. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and he does. Oh, okay. okay. Music all around was really good. Even though I played this game mostly mute because I play everything mute. <laughs> You're gonna find out. Yeah. Um, but what I did listen <laughs> to, I really enjoyed the music. I'm I'm weird like that. I just I, a lot of times have a podcast you, going. Do not, do not deprive yourself of that battle theme. It's so good. I've I heard it so many times, and I haven't gotten sick of it. Or while you were singing, I was playing it while you were. This game. Uh, <laughs> another good. mark of a good game for me is how how I have been playing games lately. Is I wear a pair of earbuds and I take the like the rubber tips off and I put them on my ear and then I wear oh, headphones Jesus. over it so I can hear. Both like I can watch Netflix on my phone or listen to a oh podcast or something on my phone, and then you I'll play the game. Sick, you sick puppy. Because hey, I just smart. get, you're yeah, smart. I'll just be like, right. oh, I'm just running through the world, so I need something to do. By the way, okay, quick, quick. But multiple times, here. this I'll say this game made me stop what I was watching on my phone yep. or like pause or like stop listening to something <laughs> on my phone and go like, oh, I just really want to listen to this music right now. Okay, quick sidebar: something that I had forgotten because I played this on the uh, Game Boy Advance SP. Something I had forgotten about that system. No headphone jack. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't I, play I couldn't play this game on the train. I, it made me really sad. <laughs> like I, I could, have... but I would have to turn off the sound and I didn't want to do that because that battle theme though. So the Game Boy Advance SP is as <laughs> it failed it's, him. It's uh it's uh, as modern as the new iPhone. Yeah, exactly. The there is uh, Apple Apple now is on exactly the same page as Nintendo fifteen years ago. SP failed the New Yorker. They're gonna bring that back to the phones. That was a good one. 
Uh, since we're about to lose Stefan in 15 minutes, anybody mm. have any... Anything, uh, Stephen, anything else you want to say about it? Uh, I mean, we should talk really quick about the ending, right? Yeah, yeah we should we, dive into we, that. We, should, we got yeah. into that a little bit. But <clears throat> basically, I compared the uh, main bad guys to Snoke before, and that's fitting. Spoilers for The Last Jedi, by the way. Uh, because they die. They ju- they're just super dead. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay and with and that. It's not even, like, your fault. Like, they kill themselves. <laughs> they literally just fall in to yeah. the... They're, the you're on top big of a beam so, of lighthouse energy. So the game, the conceit of the game is that you, or not the conceit of the game, the plot of the game is that you have to go <laughs> to these four lighthouses to um, stop. You have to stop them from going to these four lighthouses and putting the elemental stars in. Right. And by there the are way, only two lighthouses in the game. Yeah. Three. There's two and a half. One's under construction, I guess. Um, <sighs> that's going to be like a backup lighthouse. And. You only get, get to the two. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Bobby's Bobby, lighthouse it's and Bobby's Beards. lighthouse, which isn't one of the lighthouses. It's just yeah. another lighthouse. By the way, that's Bobby B A B I, not Bobby yep. like Bobby Hill. Bobby's lighthouse might be a little confusing, yep. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, you know Isaac and Garrett and Mia and Bobby. Uh, I, I I thought it was Babby in my head. That's all I kept saying. It, it might Babby. be Babby. I actually don't know. It probably is Babby. Yeah, because um, it's B A B I. Isn't yeah. that Babby? Maybe. I don't know. Someone can tell us if they want yeah. to. Hey, there's no want... <laughs> voice acting in the game, so there's no way of knowing. Um, and so, unless we all play Dark Dawn and try to go through, try to find one character in the game who mentions his name. Um, but yeah, <laughs> by, like you go to the, the first lighthouse and you're like, okay, this is going to be the theme of the game of I'm just going to get here a minute too late and they're going to have finished what yep. they need to do. We're going to fight and then we're going to go to the next lighthouse. And that's going to be the theme. And that the game completely changes that. You go to the first lighthouse. You are you get there just a little bit too late. They still have Jenna. Yep. They still have Creighton. They have uh, Felix, who's kind of working with them, but seems conflicted. And you have your full party at this point, And it's like, OK, um, I know what I'm going to be doing. And then as soon as you leave there, you're like, oh, wait, this is I'm I'm not seeing another lighthouse for a long time. Like, yes. Yeah. And so, yeah. uh, like, I guess the other two lighthouses are in law stage. That's what ties them together. But by yep. the time you get to the second lighthouse, they Again, you're there like a minute too late and you still fight them and they're like, screw you. We're still throwing the star in. And because it's a JRPG, you sit there and talk and you do nothing to stop them. Yep. <laughs> you just watch it happen. Yeah, you're and like, they, oh, should we do anything yep. to stop? And it's like, they threw the star in five minutes ago and left Garrett. Yep. What do you want me to and do? And then they, they throw the star in and then they <laughs> turn into a dragon? They yep. fuse Dragon Ball style. Yep. They fuse into a Gogeta and stay yep. <laughs> They attack you, and you kick their ass, and they're like, "Alas, you have beaten us!" Ah, and they fall into the lighthouse, <laughs> but like for no reason whatsoever, they fall. Like they're not even close to it. They're like, "I guess yeah, we'll so just kill ourselves now." It's, yeah, I for, yeah, they kind of jump in. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, that, that's by like, the that's way, the shockingly gone. well, shockingly like well animated. Yeah, they just really. kind of slide off the roof. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, and uh, you have Felix at that point. He was like. You know, like, oh, you're not gonna be able to stop me, Isaac. I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish up what they started. And you're like, okay, well, this is gonna be sequel territory. And yeah. he's like, got this. They've got this uh, Jupiter adept they picked up along the way that they kidnapped as well because they Shiba, need, right? Yeah, Shiva yeah. or Sheba. And yeah, Sheba. I'm gonna say Sheba. I'm guessing Sheba. Um, but yeah, they picked her up, and so you like, she's kind of like, you can run into her earlier in the game and she's being held hostage by somebody else. You don't, you can't free her. Yeah. She's just like a character that you can meet. Oh, I never uh, met her, but I didn't explore. Yeah. She is in, uh, Calais. I think Hammett's holding her hostage, which yeah. makes Hammett kind of a questionable character. But, um, yeah, it's like, 
you well, have, wait, was it Bob, Hammond no, Bab, or Bob? I thought Bob, I thought Babby was. Yeah, but he's working with Hammond. Like, there's this whole weird dynamic that's going on between the ruling powers there. Of like, there's a lot of like political intrigue if you do all the side mission stuff. Like, there's a lot of these there's there's kind some of, stuff that you could maybe dig into if you looked into a, yeah. l- a little more. Like the towns, um, some towns are working yeah. together. Some towns are like directly against each other. No one's really at war. You just have this sense of like. Um, kind of like subterfuge happening between places. Okay. Uh, and that's like, yeah, that's like very side quest in late game, or like if you're really going to explore, you're going to find that stuff. But yeah, you like Shea was there, or she was there with, uh, uh, with, what's with Felix. Felix. Yeah. And they're oh, like yeah. kind of flirting, and you're like, okay, Felix suddenly has some more character. He's trying to protect not only his yeah. sister and Creighton, but he's still got this other goal. He's now got this girl that he's like kind of into and looking after. And that's the big setup for the next game of you're going to learn way more about what happened with Felix and why yeah. he was the one. Yeah, and that's that I think makes the fact that the two people they set up as the main antagonists die and then uh, Felix steps in to like be like, no, I'm taking up their cause. Yeah, that makes the story way more interesting. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Like like you don't really get to the real meat of what this game is until the very end, which it's, again would have been the middle if this were one game. And uh, I'm which, kind of glad it is yeah. two games because if this was one game, it would have been so long. It would have been, been 60 hours long. Well, which is not unheard not of for JRPG. It's not unheard of, but even 60 hour games are like, I like every game is a 60 hour game when you're playing a JRPG. Cause you're going to try to explore everything. If you're really playing it <laughs> the, the way they want you to, but like, yeah, that would have been, I think, a little too much for 2001 yeah. on the SP. Um, they probably couldn't fit it, I'm assuming, on a cartridge or one I thing. doubt it. Like, if this yeah, was a PlayStation yeah. 2 release, then yeah. maybe. If this was, like, a... Gotta be, they could have fit it all. Look at yeah. look at Final Fantasy X came out the same year. They could have fit it true. all easily. It, yeah. But, like, I don't know. It just it doesn't it lend itself to that. It feels like it's much more contained. It's much more... Um, it's not. It's not, like that super dark angsty game of yeah like, it's definitely say, I, not i, I, and like I appreciate that about it so yeah. much like it can't be overstated yeah. i hate that in jrpgs i like like i like final fantasy i really like tales of Berseria. that's like one of my favorite jrpgs the last uh, couple of years but that is like an angsty long game where you're just you're just that game is just like we are going to drown in misery for the next 60 hours and at 61 hours you're gonna feel a little bit better about yourself but not much yeah Okay, so <laughs> any last thoughts about this game? There was one more thing I wanted to talk about, and we're running out of time. We can uh, keep going. Everyone should play Inuyasha I wanna... with the Curse Mask. I really, I really wanted to talk about Colosso some more. Colosso is so cool. We don't have to wrap up. We just have um, to. I just want to get all Stefan's parts in that he wants yeah. to say yeah. before we lose. It, she, it's fine. We can go an extra, like, 20 minutes. I, okay. I'm just okay. figuring it out right now. Yeah. Okay, I was <laughs> Keeping an eye on it, like, oh, I want to make sure he gets his parts. I just well, yeah, let us know. About... We'll do the uh, we'll do the shelfer box, and then maybe keep talking yeah. about it a tiny bit. <laughs> okay. Well, let's uh, yeah. let's do Colosso. You wanted to say, man, Colosso so good. Uh, so Colosso, and there are sequences like this in a lot of JRPGs where it's like, okay, in order to get the thing we want, we have to fight in this tournament mm-hmm. where we're going to be going up, uh, you know, like gladiator style. Man, and that you... was fun. And you, yeah, it's so much fun because the, the way they do it is you only, only Isaac is allowed to fight. Yeah. So, and the rest of the people in his party are cheering in the stance, Mm -hmm. but it's not just a one-on-one fight. 
before you get to the fight, you have to go through an obstacle course, like American Gladiator style. And uh, if you go through it faster and beat the opponent there, you get better equipment than him. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's huge incentive that gives you a huge advantage. So like also- the, the sections of the obstacle course, you can put each of your party members at certain chunks of the obstacle course. Yeah, you hide them certain, in the crowd, at, at certain certain obstacles. And then before you run the course, you can use specific synergy, like specific spells to essentially cheat mm-hmm. and make it so that you can like <laughs> pass by way more quickly. So and, like yeah. there is there is a section where you have to turn uh, you have to like move a pipe to make a fully connected pipe that will pour water into a basin that will lower and then bring up a platform. Mm-hmm. And instead of that, you can have someone with a spell douse just go in and fill up the basin immediately mm-hmm. with water, and then you can just jump on the platform immediately. You don't have to fuck with the pipe. Like and and there are more obstacles each time, so you have to like look at each obstacle carefully to figure out which synergy you need. It's four, five, and six obstacles. Yeah. In each of the three finales. And then you like it doesn't end and then there's a fight. Like you go to the obstacle course from the obstacles course straight into the arena. Yeah. It's and like it's a race to a battle. It's the the whole like and this this section it makes you think in so many different directions. Yeah. It makes you think, okay, which synergy am I putting on each character? Um, and then all of a sudden, also, you have this character, right? You have all your party members are built to fight as a party. But yeah. now all of a sudden, you have to just fight with Isaac. So it's like, okay, I got to put like every, I got to put every color of gin on him. Or I got to yeah. like figure out the optimal combination of gin to give him healing spells and att- and like. And it takes away your equipment too. Attack spells. Entirely. Yeah. So. Yeah, you you got to really learn. You got to like completely rethink the way you fight, it pushes, which is something this game yeah. is good at making you do, and especially in this case. Um, so yeah, I I, I love Colossus. Was probably my favorite part of the game. It's a really cool um, section. Also, yeah. one thing, other thing I want to mention, we we touched on a little bit with Lupa. The sneaking part was freaking awesome. That was awesome. Second, yeah. definitely close behind. I uh, really like that too. Yeah. You know it's a it's, it's, you know it's, it's a unique game when you can yeah. say oh the sneaking section yeah. I love that part. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, no. what are you doing? Yeah. Because well, because again, because of the way it integrates the synergy. This is not a PlayStation Two game. The sneaking section was good because <laughs> you're you're using it's it's really smart because mm. you're you have this spell that lets you vanish as long as you're in shadow. Yeah. So you it again makes you look at the 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 level designs in a completely different way. You're looking at something you would never otherwise look at, which is where are the shadows in this environment? Mm-hmm. And then you're, you're immediately like, it, it just makes you play in this really interesting new way. And it's, it's, it's beautifully done. It's just yeah. so good. And you're going through um, like a dungeon as well and coming across yeah. other people that are either hiding in the dungeon because right, they because, I live in the town well, or because they were in prison there. And it gives you so much more, yeah. backstory to like who this well because uh, it's a it's character a, it's is it's that a hideout right so people yeah. actually live there yeah which is a yeah. really cool angle like this this game does think through aspects of its setting that you wouldn't necessarily expect and it's really cool 
Yeah, that's and that's yeah. all part of the like, that's that's the optional side quest dungeon as well. But yeah. it's set that's up in such a way of totally like, miss. yeah, it's, it's the JRP side quest that is like the the big side quest that's almost secondary to the story. Yeah, like every JRPG has that one, long running side quest. Yeah, that that's takes a really time. that's a really good one though. It's that's really, a it's really, really good one. Side quest. It felt, I felt um, part of the story. I didn't realize it was optional until you. That's the show. totally optional. Totally optional. You can completely miss it. What it does is it gives you uh, it gives you more context for Ivan at the end of the game. Cause, so everybody has weapons that you can buy and sell, but Ivan starts with a shaman's rod weapon, which you cannot get rid of. And it's just like, you can't sell it, you can't discard it. it won't, the game requires you to have it. And for the longest time, you're like, I don't know why I have this. I don't know if it's going to be like one of those like King's Quest items that comes back like at the very end of the game, it is really important. I don't know what's going on because it's not powerful. You don't get like upgrades for it. It's just a stick that you have, essentially. <laughs> yeah. um, I mean, it's literally just a stick that you have. <laughs> and if you do all the side quests, yeah, you get the context of uh, like this promise that the shaman's rod could become this incredibly powerful weapon, um, but you have to take it to this like specific tomb, which I think isn't yeah. even until the Lost Age, right? Because it crosses. Yeah, over. It yeah. Becomes a you, key item you, you get you give it. You you're forced to hand it over to Felix's party at the end of this game. I can't think of any other game series that does that to that extent. Uh, yeah, if you it's, hold on to this useless item, it's by it's the actually, next game it will be really important. It's pretty cool, actually. It'd be like I just want to like, point out how dirty that sounds. The shaman's rod. The shaman's rod. Yeah. Uh, get your head out of the gutter. <laughs> here, here, you little. <laughs> I was gonna, here, All you little twelve-year-old right. boy. Hold my shaman's rod. <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Talk about how much okay. you love Isaac. All right. All right. Okay. Uh, I think we hit just about everything we wanted to hit with the game. I was like, great an impression. Bastard. <laughs> you were great. <laughs> oh, God. But it's um, like, uh, it's like, an, like if you picked up a gun in Mass Effect 2 that was like totally trash, and they were like, oh, well, don't sell it because if you hold on to it until Mass Effect 3, then some character somewhere will take it to another. Like, you'll have to give it to somebody else, and if they take it somewhere else entirely, it will become the most powerful pistol in the game. Like that just doesn't happen. So it's kind of interesting that there's this. It, it is pretty cool. Item. Yeah, um, I didn't realize it become powerful. I just I I did that. I oh, sat yeah, on no, it. It's a major MacGuffin. Like yeah, it, it has a story role. Okay. Um. Anyway, <laughs> shall we move on, gentlemen? Yes. Yeah. Um. Stefan, are we losing you? Or do you got some time still? Uh, I still got about well, because the thing is, I'd like to show up early in case she gets out of work early. But okay. like, we can go, we can go another. I want to say twenty minutes is yeah. like the max. Yeah. Okay, let's, we'll be done. By this. Well, we're at let's, about an hour and a yeah. half anyway. So, so yeah, let's uh, wanna... let's move on to shelf or box. Okay. Okay, and then yeah. I got listener questions after that. I want to do. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, for I'll start for shelf. Definitely shelf. I love this. I really enjoyed this game. I wasn't so sure about it when I first saw it on the list, but I really like. I, re- I, I really got in my first couple hours. I was struggling. I was like, yeah, this is okay. But then when it got going, it grabbed me and I didn't want to stop playing. And that it was a great game and it definitely shelf for me. Yeah. I, I also want to say shelf, but uh, not so much for the story, which is very interesting. Just says a lot about this game because it's super accessible that it makes you want to keep playing it. Even yeah. if you don't care what's going to happen next, yeah. you're just enjoying it for what it is. It's so, one of those games that you want to force your way through the story to get to the gameplay. Yeah, yeah, I, which is so rare. I, is incredibly rare for a G- JRPG. 
Yeah. Exactly. I just want to say, like, that's an achievement. Yeah. It's it's a big achievement. So I would definitely say shelf just based on that. Not not the story. Um I'm gonna echo pretty much everything Stefan said. Uh this is just a really remarkably fun, refreshing feeling RPG. It's very simple, but that in no way works against it. Like my favorite entries in this, my favorite games in this genre are the simplest ones. Uh, and this one adds really like it, the stuff that it adds is so smart and so well thought out and well balanced. And it just, it really makes it stand apart. Yeah, this is going on the shelf. Absolutely. Uh, so this is going to be a shelf for me as well. So full <laughs> shelf for this game. Yep. Um, yeah, similar reasons. It's, you know, it's got the same problem that every JRPG has of every JRPG on the planet has a problem of a little too much story, uh, a little bit too too long dialogue often. Yeah. I'm just like, that's like if you don't care about the dialogue, which I mean, let's face it, in a game like this, yeah. there's going to be dialogue well, the, that you don't the care thing about. That, the thing that sets the dialogue in this apart is is that like in another game, there's just a like in Final Fantasy, for instance, if there's a long di- dialogue scene, there's a lot of stuff in yeah. that dialogue. And Whereas oftentimes, here, games like that will yeah. give you like the red words. Of, yeah, you'll like or, you can skip through stuff and you you'll like, know when to pay attention. They'll give you like lore bibles to look yeah. up instead, in case you missed something. But like in this game, this game is not like that. This game is just this game just says stuff in twenty words that you yeah. could have said in two words. Exactly. Like yeah, I mean every time Craven speaks, it can be replaced with <laughs> alchemy exists, magic exists. You are magic. I hate Craven. I, I don't know if that's really come across here. I, I just like, we're gonna bring up Craven again. I don't know oh, if it's boy. really come across and how much I oh, hate Craven. Hey, he's just like he's just the worst kind of RPG character. Oh, of God. I am the I'm the encyclopedia character. I'm the expedition dog. All right. So you know get... what? I, I I was thinking we wouldn't do the Lost Stage because it's like a 40-hour game. And, like... This... I want to play it as much yeah, as that. Yeah, I yeah. Well, yeah. Can, long, games, I how... long games don't work as well for this podcast. I was going to say, I now want to play the Lost Stage for this podcast just to have another entry in your now ongoing feud with Craden. Yeah. I want to play all... That'll be like... That'll be I like our long-running game series. Is, we can uh, just, if we space it right, I, I I know how to make it work. We can talk this about will it off be, show. My goal for the podcast is is bringing back public recognition to Golden Sun and getting a fourth game to come out no, uh, I, without I want, Here's my goal. <laughs> or we're created the bad we, guy and you have to kill if him. If we manage to get like a real following, I need there to be like fan art of your of hatred, hatred of Kraden. for Kraden. Like this, that has to be a cult. thing. Kraden's not even a good guy. He's like so ambivalent about everything. Oh You're like, we have to he's save these so... people. And he's like, no, no, I want to talk about alchemy. It's like, no, he's people like are just... dying, Kraden. He's very single-minded. <laughs> yeah, he's very ambiguously a good person. Like, he Kraden. could be a really... <laughs> he could... so like, if it turned out at the end of the, the second game that he's the main villain, I would not be surprised. I think he travels with you throughout the second game. Yeah. And I'm just hoping that he gets lost at some point because... Every single thing you do, he pops out and is okay. like, "Oh, I'm gonna By tell you." By the way, like, you I know don't what? Want to know. You know what? Actually, I'm gonna make that an official prediction. <laughs> My prediction is that Craden is the final boss of this game. <laughs> if it's not, then I'll find a way to like mod him into like. <laughs> I'll, I'll get like Neverwinter Knight back out and make a kill Craden run. <laughs> um, 
Oh yeah, but let me uh, say so. Yeah, it has the same problems as JRPG. It's gonna have the long dialogue. It has like, it has lulls in the story at times. But the the upsides in this game for me were so high of like just the way they did puzzle solving. It became like part of the game, part of your abilities, oh, like part of you leveling up. I thought so that was well, really done. well done. We didn't really go enough into the uh, as much into the puzzles as as I as maybe we could have. Yeah, we can do more. But they're very so like, well designed. We can say they're very Nintendo puzzles. I think. Yeah. But, idea. Well, here's the thing: they're. I think they're better than Zelda puzzles, because Zelda puzzles, especially in the later 3D games before Breath of the Wild, were very obvious. It was very like, oh, we have a beetle-shaped lock. I wonder if I should use my beetle here. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Whereas here, much, you can you sort of have to look for those spots. And it's and more of like a. You, like, Even when you find those spots, yeah. that's not the whole puzzle. You yeah, have it's to more like a out. movement. Like it's it's more like an actual like jigsaw puzzle puzzle. I see this piece, yeah. and I see other pieces like around. I just need to figure out. I just need to figure way, out how I can yeah. access how do these all fit together? or how they fit. Yeah, and then like there's um you find at some point in the game you get the whirlwind ability which you can use to tear down leaves and like i hadn't even noticed the leaves yeah. and walls at that point i didn't even notice that they exactly, were exactly like, because they just look like part of the environment and yeah. then all of a sudden and the same thing by the way that's looking the for same them thing you see them everywhere that's the same thing that happens with the cloak ball mm-hmm. because if you went to if you went to lunpa before you got that you would look at the front of the fortress and be like well i definitely can't get in here and, and then you can't you, get into lunpa yeah. very early in the game you just don't know what to you do. You just can't that. get. You just can't get into the fortress, and you yeah. can't see what. How would I even do that? And then you come back with the cloak ball, and you're like, "Oh, there's like a shadow that leads all the way up to the front door, past the guards." That was one of the very few it, times it I had to like look something up because I was in Lupa for hours, and I was like, "I don't understand." I've talked to everybody, and this character is very clearly saying, "Like you have to be a shadow to get past me." I'm like, "This is a clue." <laughs> but I don't have this ability, and I haven't gotten it, and I don't know about it. So I had to look it up. I was like, yeah. I don't understand what I'm doing wrong. There are several points like that in this game. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's Like I said, it's got those JRPG problems like that. Long stories. You might not know exactly what to do at every given time. The puzzles are great, though. The music's I mean, great. Yeah. The battle system is so, so fantastic. Yeah, it's really so good. good. The magic so system... Yeah. Spot on. You can play it. Yeah. You can go into it with just a sword and a shield and beat the game and still have fun or you can go in like fully invested in magic or you can go in and fully invest in like the the gin and learn all of that yeah. you can play this game completely strategically if you want to or you can play it just for fun like it's it's such a great battle system it's that it's, uh, like the battle yeah. system alone would put it on my shelf but just everything else together i yeah. as much as i hated like some of the long cutscenes, i was just it's desperately crazy. trying to get through them crazy. so i could get back to the gameplay yeah definitely yeah. How about Kraden, Stuart? Uh, as Kraden? long as I can kill Kraden in Dark, <laughs> Dark, Dark Dawn 2, which I imagine will be called, like, the Lost Age New Twilight or something. No, <laughs> this is... Uh, come on, this ain't Kingdom Hearts, man. <laughs> I mean, what goes... Uh, in, Golden Sun and Golden Sun the Lost Age, and then Golden Sun Dark Dawn. What would follow Dark Dawn? Bright uh, Dusk? <laughs> uh, right. It would be called, like... It's gonna have to be, like... It would be called Twilight. New Dawn or... or New Twilight or something. Calling it right now, it's going to be Golden Sun New Twilight. I'm just coming up with a name. Uh, call me Nintendo. We'll talk about it. All right. Uh, 
All my right. only reply, I, you don't have to pay me. My only requirement is that I can I can kill Craven at some point in the story. <laughs> All right, since we I think we wrapped up All Golden right. Sun, I did want to we actually have me, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> we got some listener questions. Um mm-hmm. My wife, who finally listened to her an episode of this podcast, even though we already recorded three or four now at this point, um, she had two questions about the Silent Hill episode. <laughs> Can I point out that I just noticed Mike is currently putting <laughs> pictures of Brayden in the chat? <laughs> I, just, I was I just waiting to see how, how when you notice it. I got the notification. I was like, I don't know what that is. I'll open it in a minute. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All Very right. good. Oh, my two, there were two questions. Yeah, I was trying to get her on, but she, she didn't want to. Um, was one, her first question was, who got raped by the monkeys in Silent Hill? That <laughs> was me. That was, that was me. all of us, but you were the one that had I was the one who made a stink about it. And got killed. See, on Easy, yeah. they didn't hurt me. They was like, okay. He got his nice little, and then they just, I, well, I ran yeah, away. Well, because you were playing on Easy. I know. <laughs> it's hard, so much harder in that game. Uh, and the other the other thing she said is, which one of you four played without a guide? I mean, I played with a guide 100% every step of the way. Yeah, I think, Stefan, I think you or Stuart. Both of them. Both yeah, them. you you guys didn't play with guides. But... No, I, I got, I got confused, were... on, one, I got confused on one part, and I used the guide just to get past that one part. But other than that, no. Uh, I, 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 didn't, try to avoid I didn't have no. one the whole... I didn't have one the whole time. I just used them... At parts where where the puzzle design got really frustrating. My usual or, thoughts is like I will stay away from a guide unless something like that is really hard. Like like there's a puzzle that I am just I've spent hours on and I don't understand. Yeah, and, and that I with that game I I went to the guide a lot quicker just because there's an extra pressure with the puzzles just from the fact that you're constantly being hunted and like damaged by these monsters. Like yeah. you're in, under such intense stress. That's like, I don't give a shit. Just, just get me past this. Oh, and the, the other thing that she had mentioned me when she was first listening to the show and I was so confused, she texted me. She's like knife babies, knife babies. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Everything. Okay. Cause I completely <laughs> forgot. We had that conversation episode. And then she's like, and I'm like, Oh, and I sent her a picture. Yeah. Little little knife babies, but knife babies. Knife babies yeah. which I've already forgotten the name of. <laughs> I don't uh, they're called gray children, I think. Gray children, yep. Knife yeah. babies. Yeah. Um, I think that's I, okay. That's about Ed Stewart. Did you have any other questions or anyone that you? Um, I had a question regarding like if we're gonna release like a schedule for what games we're gonna play at any point. I don't think we are. We haven't talked about it yet. Yeah. Um, so far it's just we have like our little docket, but we're just announcing it at the end of each podcast. Yeah, we could. I mean, I have. This was my next question was next week, but since we got next week figured out, I mean, I'll, I'll we yeah. can talk about off show, but then yeah, I do yeah. Know soon. Once we get into like a, I mean, this is this is only episode four, so once we get into like a rhythm, maybe we'll put out like a an actual schedule. It would, yeah, yeah, we it's sh- something we haven't talked about very much. We should be good. Uh, and uh, and Mike, you sh- you're gonna start putting up like an email address where people can email in questions and stuff, right? Yeah, I should do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we have a, we have the Twitter account, us. right? You we can have the tweet Twitter us. account, the Facebook page. Yeah, we yeah. have Twitter. Yeah, we have the Facebook page. We ha- I'm going to make an actual fan page here soon. We have a Twitter account. Games my mom found at, on Twitter. Whatever you use Twitter, I don't know, but I do check it a couple times a week, sort of. So All right. Tweet me there. I'll, hey, I'll hit us up, it's, guys. Uh, at my at games my mom found, or uh, we'll we'll work on getting an email account up or something. Yeah, that's a good that's idea. It. 
Yes, yeah, I, I really like the idea of audience questions. I think we're we're definitely gonna yeah, yeah something that I, I, I really want to do. Um we haven't really done yet. And we're eventually we'll have voting and things or what what torturous games we have yeah. to play at different points. It's better but, to say what the four episodes in, we're still figuring some stuff out, but I think we're getting into a good, pretty good rhythm pretty yeah, quickly. Definitely. Yeah. All right. Should we tell them what game we're doing next week? Uh, are we gonna do what we voted on then? For yeah, the- we do. Yeah, okay. so we had um, a uh, we had a poll on the I watched the entire Overblood Super Replay group on Facebook uh, on which licensed game we were going to be playing next week. We had a ton of different choices, uh, including Spider Man Mysterio's Menace, uh, which was my pick, the TMNT game for NES. God, Stephen, so you so sadistic bastard. Oh. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, same thing. but but you guys know me fortunately fortunately for us that did not win because um, i won <laughs> yeah so Stuart won this one and i think you will all be delighted to know that next week we will be playing ducktales for nes my favorite part about that poll is we all pick like two or three games i picked two games and mine were the most extreme ducktales one of my games got the most votes like by far the other game i picked was dr robotnik's mean bean machine which which did not get a single vote yep (laughs) i'm happy with that i had the most extremes on the the polls uh and the second one was tmt third one was mysterious menace then we had quack shot number four which we will be doing at some point on the show yeah yeah Um, i think we said that we i guess we say this right we are going to be playing like the top the the top like three or four or five i guess we are going to be also to also on that list was Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle 2, which I also want to play at some point. We should probably play one of the crazy. It's cast- entirely possible to say we will play every single yep. game that was on that. We might. We might. Point. I don't know. about oh, that. We should, game, defi- yeah. we should oh. definitely play Mysterio's Menace. Yeah. OK, because, and Mr. And Dr. because Robotics then game. we can <laughs> talk about Big Wheel. <laughs> I want to have Wheel. a serious discussion <laughs> oh about Big Wheel. The problem is, I think I knew who he was before, but... Oh, my you know. God. He's so ridiculous. <laughs> I right. uh, can actually set that one up for when uh, Spider-Man Far From Home comes out for yeah, Mysterio. We, yeah, because yeah, Mysterio's in that. Yeah. When does that come out? I can Google. Okay, we'll figure that out. After yeah, we'll, yeah. And oh, we'll, that's, be that's doing, uh, we'll probably be doing more polls as well in the future. Because, uh, like we said, we want more like audience interaction. So I imagine yeah. polls will become... And we a probably, fairly common thing. We, as we get a bigger fan base, we should probably move those to Twitter, should we not? Uh, at some our, point, yes. Our official Facebook page, at least. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah once we point. have a following, yeah, we'll definitely we'll be on there. But until then, we're kind so of... So guys, yeah. start listening to our show. Social media. And tweet at us. And tweet at us. And I, need to, I still need to clean right. my Twitter up and, and <laughs> get it running, like because I haven't used it in six years. I think it's just... It's just like blatant attempts to win sweepstakes and stuff currently. Um, <laughs> okay. I, want, I want a lot of free stuff on Twitter sweepstakes. So, <laughs> um, Before I start a couple of plugs that we're going to do, does anyone want to plug anything before we start the uh, outro? Well, um, yes. is the curse of the secret mask. Uh, <laughs> Get out I don't of know here, why my, my mind is on that game right now. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> when I said Inuyasha, my wife's like, what? And started looking at me as soon as she said Inuyasha. It's <laughs> a All really right. good game. So, I wanted to take a second to thank Mike Stoney, a.k.a. Bulby, for the use of our theme song, The Cool Kids Squad, off his EP, Bite the Bullet. Uh, You can find Mike on his SoundCloud. Uh, You can also find him on YouTube.com. 
uh, on his YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bulby, B-U-L-B-Y. In addition to his own uh, original stuff, he also does 16 and 8-bit covers of video game tracks. Uh, He's a super cool dude. Thanks, Sam, for letting us use his song, and uh, definitely check him out, because he's got a lot of really great stuff. And also, as I plugged earlier, I wanted to say there's a Trash Talk podcast. They're also promoting... They're promoting us, and we're promoting them. If you guys get a chance, it's on YouTube. I'm talking to them to get on actual how to podcast like how we are. I'm actually working with the guy now, but his name's Austin Travis. They talk, they drink and talk about movies and games. So if you get a chance, feel free to take them a hey, listen on YouTube. Guys, why don't we drink? We should drink. Uh, I am drinking. <laughs> I'm a survival horror fan. Hey, we can drink for well, survival. Yeah, no, Silent Hill does not go well with beer. Yeah. Oh. No, it's yeah, the right. post-traumatic stress from after playing that game. <laughs> um. Uh, Stefan, do you want to do you want to plug your books yet? Yes, I did that on purpose. Um, <laughs> you know, actually, just to kind of put it out there, I'm setting up an Etsy account for some homemade artwork I'm doing of okay. just video game series. Currently, I'm working on a Resident Evil piece, so that will be that'll be a thing in the future. You need okay. a logo. You also had <laughs> you can draw. You can draw, by <laughs> pretty good. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll send you guys what I'm working on, so you can take a look. Yeah, yeah. excited to see that. Yeah. Oh, you mean the RE2 screenshots? <laughs> yeah. excited to, I'm All also right. excited to. I hadn't heard of the Trash Talk podcast either, so I'm excited to listen to that tomorrow. Yeah, it's not bad. I started it. Set that up and listen and to then it. Um, also, for everyone listening to us, we are we're on. You can tweet at us. We're on. We're on most podcasting things now. We're finally on iTunes. We were last episode. So yeah, please recommend to send people because we we want to definitely get more listeners, and I do appreciate that people have been downloading, listening to us. We're we've been increasing each month in our show, so. And our and our listen, how many people are listening to our show? So I want to thank everyone for that. All right. Anything last? Uh, Should we talk about what's the, the big game? Yeah, the Super Bowl halftime show. All right. Yeah. Show? No. So this the was this, podcast. this was all this was <laughs> all I could talk about before we started recording this evening. Was they <sighs> the whole? The, you know, you guys know that there was a, a right. Stephen Hilleberg passed away, and and there was. It was like a tease that yeah well, yeah there there was a tease that they were going to play that they were going to play Sweet Victory at the Super Bowl halftime show which everybody was petitioning for you know as like a tribute to Stephen Hillenberg and that would have been the perfect thing and they started like they put out a promo for the halftime show that had like a split second clip from SpongeBob in it and so everyone went everyone on the internet went completely crazy mm. and. So this is the night of the Super Bowl that we're recording this. And right before we recorded this, I the halftime show came on. And I watched it. And the only thing that the only SpongeBob thing in that show was they had a three, like a 10-second clip. They used three from, notes from Sweet Victory. Yeah. They had a 10-second <laughs> clip from the episode Sweet Victory was in. And then it wasn't Some, even 10 seconds. Yeah, and then a rap guy who I don't even know who he is. Was it Kanye, uh, I think? No, it was not Kanye. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's what it, I know. Um, came on and started doing a, a I walked a away. I think, it was Tra- I think it was Travis Scott, or okay. it was uh, Big Boy, who so he, most people probably know on, as the other member well, of Outcast. He came on and he started doing something that was very definitely not Sweet Victory. Yeah. And the just... Nothing a generic like old. pop song, yeah, rap pop song. After that, it was like, and then <laughs> could have been like, really good. And then the whole rest of the freaking halftime show was just all stuff you've heard on the radio six years ago. 
and that that was it. Well, I was all excited because it was in Atlanta this year, and so everyone was like, "Oh, well, they they should get like an Atlanta based like group because there's so many good musicians out of Atlanta." Nope, and somebody was like, time. "Well, somebody was like, oh, they're gonna like they should get Outcast, and Outcast hasn't performed together in fucking years.'" <laughs> I was like, um, part of me was like really hoping that Outcast was gonna play like. Like there was a child, like there was a little child in me that was like, "Oh man, what if, what if Andre 3000 walks out of that stage with Antoine Patton and they sing Hey Ya and it will be like the most beautiful moment ever?" And uh, no, it was just big. It was just Antoine Patton. Andre 3000 wasn't there. It guys, guys, I'm cutting all this. Oh, hey, hey. Let's close this. <laughs> let's let's close the episode. Okay. <laughs> don't cut all this. This is great. Uh, we need our little Super Bowl cut. If they don't, people Every, care, we all cut need off. more. We all need more outcaster. I'm lives. just really mad at the NFL right now, as hey, if we needed Patriots another won. reason. I think it's Again. fair to say everyone's mad at the NFL right now. Your reason well, might not be the top reason. of the priority list. Yeah. No, I'd absolutely. <laughs> but like, this is just one more reason on the pile, guys. Yeah. I mean, like, they, you can yeah, feel they've... you can feel even less guilty now. Yeah, they. Cut, I mean, just the, cut this. This game in general, like the. Patriots and the Rams, I feel like not many people were invested in it. Um, no. That's not to say the Rams and the Patriots don't have their fan bases. The Patriots obviously have the most annoying fan base in the fucking world. But, uh, and like the Rams have their fan base, but just like it, I don't know. I'm in Virginia. It didn't relate to me aside from like kind of hoping the Patriots would lose. But then the game itself wasn't very good. It's just that's, that's, really yeah. Yeah. NFL's kind of like to be the general. That seems to be the general feeling of everyone who's not in New England is. Patriots lose. Yeah, like it wasn't even like, oh man, I really want them to lose this year because that's how it usually is. No, no, it was just like a more because this is like what the eighth year in a row they've been in the Super Bowl. Like at this this point, it's third in a row. Third in a row. I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and they spent ten years off and on winning the Stanley Cup. I feel like they've been in almost every Super Bowl the last ten years. Uh, pretty much. Uh, There's a great. There was a great Wikipedia. Very close to that. That somebody somebody like changed the Super Bowl Wikipedia article to say <laughs> yeah. like, uh, do you know what I'm talking about? I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, where it was like uh, the Super Bowl is a great chance for NFL teams to compete to see who gets to play against the Patriots in the Super Bowl. It was it was the AFC when it says whoever whoever makes it here gets to play against the Patriots, see who goes to the Super Bowl. It was and then they edited it back, but it was great. Someone put it in there. It's so fucking funny. So yeah, I feel like oh. this is like a I feel like this is like a direct curse on me because like I said, Chicago Blackhawks fan, which is hockey, but. They've been winning the Stanley Cup off and on for years, and I was so excited about it. I think this is like, you know, this is like the sports god coming down saying, like, now you get to see how everybody else feels. I mean, don't don't cut that. This is gold. Yeah. <laughs> if they care, they can listen to our conversation. About if you uh, if you are not a Blackhawk <laughs> fan, um, then you can tell me and you can comment on one of the respective oh. sites and, uh, and give us that ad revenue. <laughs> Go ahead. Comment and dislike. I dare you. Give us the views. Oh, God. Should we end the show now? Yeah, probably <laughs> before I'm Please. directly attacking the Please. <laughs> our viewers. Oh. All, right, all right. Okay, Thank you everybody for listening again. And thanks for listening to our Super Bowl cut. If it's still here and have a great night guys. All right. <laughs> Take it easy. peeps.